I know two women. Let me tell you all about them. The first is forever happy. People tell her that her smile fills up the entire room. The second has grappled with mild depression at least twice in her life. The first travels a lot. Her vacation pictures look perfect on Facebook. The second wishes she could travel just a bit more. The first, she lives in a lovely, beautiful, big, airy home. The second lives in an apartment on the second floor without even a lift. Her life feels literally and figuratively like she's carrying heavy things up stubborn staircases all the time. The first, well, she puts perfume even for virtual meetings. The second sometimes finds it pointless to even have a shower in a day. The first has an active life. There are so many beautiful different things to do all the time. The second sometimes finds it meaningless to wake up in the morning. The first is healthy and beautiful. The second has grappled with body image and body shaming issues for most of her life. The first has money and work and prosperity come to her in abundance. The second has struggled with financial issues. She made some investments on which she lost a lot of money. Until date, she overworks herself. The first lives in a family surrounded by joy and love. The second lost the love of her life and also has very terrible relations with a certain part of her family tree. The first, this is what everyone really wants you to have. The second is everything that society and the world makes us want to run away from. But, but there's something strange about these two women. Both of them live in the same body and both of them have the same name, Mansi Agarwal. Yes, it is true, both of these women live inside me. In fact, it would not be an exaggeration to say that both these women have made me who I am. So, does that mean I'm a hypocrite? Does that mean I'm bipolar? Does that mean I'm schizophrenic? Well, absolutely not. It just means I'm a real person. I'm multifaceted. I'm just a shade of grey. You see, in my opinion, a real human is somebody who is made up by their little contradictions, their little imperfections. Each one of us is like an onion, layered. And it is these very layers that make us beautiful and make us who we are. So today, in this video, I'm going to tell you how I deal with all the various layers in my life. Number one. I accept. I accept every single thing that life has given me. My life hasn't been perfect at all, but I accept everything. She saw a lot of scars so that she stands strongly today. She has seen so many problems so that this one stands here with confidence today. You see, a lot of us have many, many different facets of us, but we don't really want to accept every part of us. Somebody told me the other day, you know what, Mansi? I love my hair, I love my face, but I wish I could do something about this tummy. Well, the truth is that yes, this kind of a thought process might make it easy for you to understand where you need to improve. However, if you talk about self-love and self-acceptance, that comes with loving each and every part of you, each and every emotion, each and every scar, each and every stretch mark, each and every night you slept on a wet pillow and every single negative thought you had because 
accumulation of all of these makes you who you are. Number two, I choose what defines me. Yes, she is a very big part of me. Yes, she made me strong. However, she is not me. She makes me strong. She keeps me grounded. However, I repeat, she is not me. I choose to be her. I choose to nourish her. I choose to focus on her. I choose to use the law of attraction to make her grow. That's because I realize I can choose what narrative I want to be described by. I know far too many people who choose the negatives of their life to become the story of their life. Let me tell you about a cousin I have. She has told me a story about once how her husband forgot to get her ice cream on the way back home, although she was very pregnant and craving ice cream. Now, I have heard this story at least four times and this incident has at least happened seven to eight years ago yet the incident is over but she is still living in the pain and the grudge of that moment that moment is still holding her captive in a way what does this mean this means that she is still allowing her pregnancy and all the memories of her pregnancy to be defined by that so my question to you is if you have been in an earthquake what are you defined by are you defined by the fear and the pain of the earthquake or the story that you tell yourself about that trying time, is it about the hope, the unconditional love that you got from random people around? When you went through the pandemic, what were your stories about the pandemic like? Were you thinking about the loss and the frustration? Or in the pandemic, the stories that you were telling yourself were about connection with your neighbors, connection with your family. You see, we, each one of us, have gone through all these emotions, negative, positive, the good, the bad and the ugly, and everything in between. However, we are not this and we are not that. We are just the stories that we choose to tell ourselves. We are the narratives we choose to make ourselves believe. So my question to you is, when something negative happens, what is the narrative you choose for yourself? Is it the negative or is it the positive? Because it is the narrative and it is the perception that defines who you really are. Number three, I am extremely grateful for her. You see, we're living in the times where talent is on TikTok, tales are on Tinder, and two-minute noodles are the norm of the day. Very few of us actually want to go through the struggle that it takes to be this person. However, every single time I've spoken to a wildly successful person and I've asked them, what is the one part of their story that they would never want to change? What is the most defining and meaningful chapter from the story of their life? They always tell me it is those nights when they slept on an empty stomach, not knowing where their next meal would come from. It was the bad days, it was the sad days that really built up their character more than anything else ever could. So, I am utterly grateful for her in my life because she is what really makes me have her. Number four, very importantly, I also realize that it is only because of the darkness and the struggles and the problems that I'm able to cherish the joys. Isn't it true? Can't we see the light and don't we understand the meaning of light only because we have also experienced and seen darkness? Let me tell you a story. Many years ago, when I came to Kathmandu for the first time, I was shocked one morning when I went up to brush my teeth. 
from my toilet window far away in the distance i could see snow capped peaks now as a girl from calcutta the only grand view i had previously enjoyed from my toilet window was my neighbor's toilet so for me the snow capped peaks were a treat i remember being excited and happy all day i remember writing a mail to my brother about it however it's been 14 years and in these 14 years the omnipresence of those very mountains has spoiled me i've become completely desensitized to them they're invisible to me now i don't notice them at all that is what happens when you have too much of a good thing when you have too much of a good thing you don't really cherish it because you have no dark set to offset it like my mother always tells me man see every time i feel like i want to look fairer i just color my hair a darker brown I bring in some darkness to show off the light. Isn't that true? Don't we need to have a bit of sadness to understand the real meaning of joy? Victory seems so much sweeter if it's followed, if it follows strife and struggle and pain. So today I told you about the four things that I use and think about when I deal with the layers within me. I accept each one of them, but I choose what I want to be defined by. I'm grateful for all my struggles because I understand that it is these very struggles that make me enjoy all the joys and all the victory and all the success that I can ever experience in my life. In conclusion, I'd just like to say, when we were young, we were told that someone someday would complete us. But as I'm growing older, I realize that all that's just a fuss. I am my own black. I am my own white. In fact. I am my own perfectly perfect shade of grey. I am my own Durga. I am my own Saraswati. I can be my own Supranakha and I can be my own Kali. I am my own strength and I am my own vulnerability. And in every crevice and layer, I feel completely complete.